And we're back. Everything Suspect Podcast. It's your boy, Billy D. You know how we do. Like, subscribe, hit the bell, do it all. Going to dive right into this one, man. Um, I usually don't do a lot of podcasts on, like, entertainment or, like, rumors or social media or anything like that. But this was one that kind of uh, correlates other things that I believe in. So it's going to. So the topic is kind of going to go across the span of a few different genres. But in the end, you'll see how I'm trying to tie it up in a boat to make you understand the issue that we have as a community, as a culture, the whole nine. Right. So the name of this podcast is Divided We Fall, the super fan versus the culture. Where did this come from? Ari Spears and Tiffany Haddish. Uh, so as of recent, um, for those who don't know, Ari Spears, comedian, Mad TV, been in the game since he was 14. I think he's funny, incredible, impressionist. Uh, he was doing an interview and for some reason, Lizzo came up. He compared Lizzo's look to a poop emoji, being funny, cracking a joke. However, her fans were none too pleased with uh, the joke and they came for him and by coming for him what they did was they combed through his entire career just looking for that one thing they could like get him on and it was some skit from over 10 years ago or like a decade ago with tiffany haddish and apparently in this skit it had to do with him being a pedophile and, and actual children were used that were very close to Tiffany Haddish in real life. Uh, and this just started an avalanche of him being or needing to be arrested or being to be canceled or needing to or even being sued. Uh, along with Tiffany Haddish, uh, the two children then are now adults. Uh, they talk about they have some trauma. Uh, due to what they were made to do in this skit and now they want revenge or they want money or they want something uh, to help them get over their trauma. Um, we're seeing this a lot lately. We see this so much with super fans who are pledged their allegiance to a very popular entertainer uh, at recently the beehive and you all know that the beehive is beyonce's group of super fans who you cannot say or do anything against beyonce uh she just dropped a new album and um diane diane warren uh a woman who's been in music since 1983 was going through the beyonce album was trying to understand like why does this one song have 24 writers the beehive came for her neck to the point where she took it all back. She apologized. But here's a woman who's been making music since Beyonce was two years old. So guess what? She's not used to seeing 24 people or how many people, how many writers does it take to write a song for Beyonce? Obviously two dozen. She's never seen that before in her career, especially dating back 40 years. You know what I'm saying? In her career to see something like that happen. Uh, what else? Uh, Cardi B. Uh, she didn't want. This is a different one. This is the. This is a weirder one. I think it was Cardi B. She was not going to perform at the Grammys or not show up, or she was. A, she was not going to show up to some 
award event and her fans turned on her mad that she was not gonna come and she like shut down her Twitter, cussed them out, went away. What am I saying? What am I saying? Super fans are starting to dictate the culture rather than the entertainers or the influencers dictating the culture. So here's a problem that we're having when it comes to especially black culture and black entertainment and anything of that sort. Uh, we have artists not supporting artists and we are allowing the super fan or the Twitter troll to influence artists, which in turn eventually will influence the culture. So now it's like you're giving the rabbit the gun, you know what I'm saying? And, and granted, there is a special place and there is something to be said for the fan. There is a respect that you have to give to the fan because without the fans, you're nothing. Um, that's where your money is generated from. That's where everything, uh, that's what keeps you relevant, but to what cost? And if you allow the super fan to dictate culture, at some point you would think that you would have to come, you would have to come together as a community of creators to hold each other up when toxicity comes in from the outside. And that's not what's happening here with Aerie Spears. And the reason why I chose this topic was specifically because I am a huge comedy fan. And like I said, when I first started the podcast, you'll see how what I'm saying translates into other genres of entertainment, but and into our culture as a whole. Right. So before we get into it, let me just tell you where I'm at so you can understand how I feel and where my comedy knowledge or um, what I put stock in. So I'll give you right now my top five comedians. Okay. And, and, and we'll go in order. We'll go in order. This is not for you to debate me. So, you know, your own is your own. Every list is subjective, but mine is one Dave Chappelle, two Richard Pryor, three Patrice O'Neill, four Louis CK and five Chris Rock. Those are my top five. And so it hurt me and it bugged me when I saw that, you know, now we have Ari Spears, who his name is his neck is on a chopping block. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just his it's his turn. Um, he's been on podcasts crying and talking about how he believes his career is over or, you know, the possibility of it being over. And um, all of those things are legitimate concerns if you are Aerie Spears, right? However, the issue that I have is how other comedians can see, they, they, they see the play, they see the setup, they see that these are Lizzo's fans coming for a comedian. You know what I'm saying? And they are okay with it. But more importantly, more importantly, they're kicking him while he's down. That's an issue. Ari Spears was just trying to tell a joke. He was trying to make light of a 
horrible crime of a horrible situation or something that causes huge trauma to people, specifically children, specifically children. I'm a father. All bets are off. Um, so I understand why people would get upset at that. Right. Uh, however, because it's comedy, I believe what he was trying to do was find a way to make something so hurtful, so traumatic, funny. He was trying to make light of something, you know what I'm saying? And that's what comedians do. I think that's a comedian's job. A comedian's job is to is to make the worst, darkest thing that people go through in society and, and make a joke of it or make you laugh about it or make light of it. And some people believe that that's inappropriate and that's fine. You're just not a fan of that comedy or it hits you differently because of some things that you went through. Maybe you have a trauma and you say, hey, under no circumstances is that funny or nor should it be talked about. I believe comedians should be able to try to be funny at any topic, but that's just me. And if it's something that is offensive to me. I don't feel like you should lose your job. I don't feel like you should be canceled. I don't feel like any of that thing. I don't feel any, I, I don't feel, and more importantly, I don't feel like it's my duty to get you canceled or to get you fired. I'm like, bro, like, I don't think I want to listen to you no more. I will not patronize the places where you are. You will not get any of my money when you come to my city. And I believe it should begin and end there. But I believe they should all have the opportunity to make light or make funny or try to make anything. I think all topics should at least have the attempt to be made to be funny because it might help somebody who went through a trauma laugh at their pain. And the issue that I have is comedians are taking this opportunity to kick Aries while he's down. I've seen phase on love come out the woodwork trying to kick him while he's down. I watch comedy hype on YouTube. I believe it's a very dope platform. They are kicking him while he's down. Um, Corey Holcomb came out smashing, them, but they had issues before. And I guess this is all what this is about, right? It's about you having an issue with somebody. They're going through something. So now, hey, let me get a lick in. You know what I mean? But the issue that I have is we've been seeing this a lot lately. So, for instance, Gerard Carmichael, uh, North Carolina dude. You know what I'm saying? I like this show when it was out. Um, he's been in comedy for a long time now, and he has finally come out um, as a part of the LGBTQIA plus community. And one of the first things that he did when he came out was go after Dave Chappelle for the homophobic and, you know, um, anti-gay jokes that he gave comedian versus comedian not even getting to the black part not even not even the fact that they're black men no none of that but he chose his um sexual affiliation and and parlayed that into his professional and saying hey man comedian comedian that's not cool you have other examples of other comedians coming for each other as of recently and i mean it's always been a thing you had cat williams beefed with Steve Harvey, he just got out, got over a beef with Kevin Hart. Here's another example of some more comedy beef. Monique and DL, like how fast that came and went. You know what I'm saying? Like 
all we've been seeing recently in the comedy community, especially the black comedy community is divide. I've been seeing more beefs in black comedy than I've been seeing in hip hop. Comedians catch more hell than actors do. Comedians catch more hell than movie writers, movie directors, Hollywood in general, right? They catch more hell than rappers, right? God rest the dead. I can remember when DMX did the verses with Snoop Dogg. And to hear these lyrics 20 years later, 25 years later, and how anti-gay some of that on DMX's uh, lyrics were, I was like, yo, this dude is going to catch it come Sunday or Monday. DMX is out of there. Of course, DMX is uncancelable, right? But still, like, I was like, yo, like, where, what's the, what's the kickback going to be on that going? What's going to be the kickback on DMX come Monday? Not that he's going to care, but just like, I'm way outweighed. Nothing happened. But Hollywood, Hollywood, um, it made me think of the, the movie, uh, especially considering what Aerie Spears was doing in his skit. It made me think about um, Ease Bayou and Samuel L. Jackson kissing Megan Good. And Megan Good, she was probably 16, 15, definitely a minor, right? And Samuel L. Jackson was a grown man twice over. Um, and this ain't to call him to the carpet at all. I'm a huge Sam Jackson fan, but I'm making a point. And my point is he kissed a minor and it was creepy, very creepy. And he's not held to any standard on which he's going to be sued. He's not being, nobody's calling for his arrest. Nobody's doing anything to say that what he did was inappropriate. Even though somebody wrote for that to happen, fictional trying to get an emotion out of people who are watching the film. Leonardo DiCaprio was one of the most profound races in Django that I've ever seen on screen. Nobody wants him canceled for the acting job that he did. Nobody wants Tarantino, who was considered a genius in Hollywood. Nobody wants him to stop making movies. Nobody. Now he gets a little blowback because he, he, he is very, very, very reckless with the N word. But nobody's calling him to the carpet saying, yo, you can't make movies like this. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're violating what you're doing. It's despicable. It's nasty. We don't ever want to see that on a movie screen. However, comedians are literally doing the same exact thing. And now they are being chastised and people actually want them arrested for doing the same thing that actors are doing. And that is the entire point of this podcast. I believe when one comedian does something to cross the line or that is um, not good or, or, or not recommended in society, or even when you, especially when you go back and find something that he did back in the day and say, hey man, this is not cool by today's standards. He needs to be called to the carpet. He needs to be punished. Comedians that have a beef with that person should not be part of the lynch mob. They should be rallying around that person, no matter what it is, no matter what beef you had, no matter what can come of it, because next it could be you. 
when you come for somebody who is talking about a topic that was talking about an unpopular topic and they're trying to make it funny, you limit yourself to what you can make funny that you might have in your brain that you want to get out. Like, man, I would really love to talk about this topic, but I can't because I came for Aries when he did that. They might come after me next. So it's very important, man. Solidarity is important in any culture, any culture. And this goes back to my Brittany Griner podcast, all the groups that she's a part of NBA, WNBA, LGBTQIA plus community, all women, black women. Like she's a part of all the very, very powerful groups in America now that especially can get legislation passed that can move the culture. Nobody stood in solidarity with her like they should have. And that in that podcast, I talked about why didn't they have a commercial during the NBA playoffs, during the NBA finals? Why didn't they have a logo or a T-shirt, free Britney, something? Nobody stood in solidarity with her. And when you do that, you're breaking the culture. And we have that throughout all spans, throughout all sects of black community, through all sects of black culture. You know what I'm saying? We do not stand in solidarity with people when they're going through something with folks from the outside. There are exceptions. There are exceptions to people standing in solidarity. And there are also exceptions to people needing to be locked up. There are those, there are all those, but as adults and as creators and as influencers, I believe you need to stand with your community Stand with your culture, stand with your fellow creators, stand with your counterparts and those who cultivate the culture and bring it forward and put it in to the future and stand in solidarity with them. Because if not, the next time it could be you. What will it take for you to put down the beef that you may have? with a fellow creator and stand for the art. When you see somebody that's struggling, rather than reporting them or rather than kicking them while they're down, what will you do to stand in solidarity? What will it take for you to put down the beef that you have with that person? and do the right thing by standing in solidarity regardless of your feelings that you have for that person. That's something we should be practicing in all facets of our life. My generation, I feel like my generation was the last generation of I can pick on him, but you can't. That's my brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm allowed to do this, but you, you can't do that. Now it's like they don't care this in our new society. If you did anything wrong, bro, past or present, we're coming for you and nobody's going to save you. Nobody's going to have your back. How do we get back to that? Because if not, we're going to have a broken culture. Everything Suspect Podcast.